Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the ABZ Show with me, Abe, your host. Today, I have a very special guest with me. Shireen, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you, Abe? I'm good. I'm good. So please tell my audience, who is Shireen and what do you do? Who is Shireen and what does she do? That's a very deep question. Yes, um, uh, yeah, I would say I'm a girl from Bahrain. That's fundamentally who I am. And everything else around that is my personality that tends to be evolving. So it's never one solid thing. Um, so that's your baseline. What I'm doing at the moment is a few things. Um, professionally, I work with startups in one way, shape or form. And personally, when I'm not working with startups, I'm really enjoying gymming. Um, specifically CrossFit. And, you know, you can't shut CrossFitters up about CrossFit. <laughs> so that, that's how I identify these days. And, um, you know, it's funny you mentioned, um, you know, it is so true. People who do CrossFit cannot stop talking about CrossFit. You know what I mean? And, have, you, have, have you tried? Uh, I have in the past. Uh, and I, I, so, okay, full disclaimer. So I used to be a professional football coach. So I was on the field. Oh, okay. So I know all about endurance. And uh, usually people who played uh, for the teams that I've coached hated me because the first, like, one month, they wouldn't even touch the ball. They'd be all about running and uh, suicide. Drills and, yeah. And drills and, you know, jumping jacks and all that. And people would make up all kinds of, like, crazy excuses not to show up to practice oh my knee hurts uh my brother's birthday my girlfriend's birthday but everybody thanked me halfway through the season where people where endurance really really was needed because as you start playing the season you don't do heavy endurance stuff and that's where but crossfit is not endurance crossfit is metcon it's about endurance under fatigue so it's it's weightlifting endurance you don't necessarily go for a 3k run um you would go for 400 meter sprints and then power clean a very heavy weight and it's being able to do the combination of that together yeah no no i uh, listen i we we got creative in the ways of how we do endurance we'd like have like um, you know do a couple of jumping jacks and then go carry uh, literally like we had like uh, temporary goalposts they would have to move the goalposts from one area of the football field to the other and then I'm like you know what I don't like it there just bring it back and it was just all that kind of night oh you're cruel cruel <laughs> <laughs> uh, coach <laughs> with winning comes forgiveness I guess um, I know but there was a lot of as well. Um, hardcore um like we would send we would bring a uh, not only fitness coaches but we'd bring crossfit trainers uh like once every two weeks to do a session just because i didn't want to do a, a routine routine was always something that uh people hated when you know if you walk into the same practice and then it was all start with this do this do that and then shoot the ball and then leave people, you know it becomes very repetitive and uh and we wanted people to really uh, discover new aspects of their fitness levels and new aspects of what can they can do and what they can't do uh, to produce. And honestly, mm. very, very successful. Um, ironically, uh, I used to coach 12, uh, 10 to 12 year olds uh, in the beginning. And now all of my 10 to 12 year olds are 35 year old men uh, and girls. Uh, so people with kids, 
people who work in like um, uh, one of my uh, my captains was the first Uber GM for Abu Dhabi. You know what I mean? So uh, it's just really um, different how this whole thing worked out. But anyway, enough about me. Let's talk. Cool. I think that um, just on that note, it doesn't matter what sport you do as long as you get moving. Um, Yes, I'm a hardcore, you know, believer that CrossFit has its own pros. uh, But moving, whether it's football, running, Pilates, is better than sitting on your bum on the couch all day. So whatever, you know, picks your fancy, just get up and move. Yeah, and, uh, you know what? Uh, it, it's a good part of uh, it. Clears my head, like even going for a yeah. for a walk, for a jog. Um, it just genuinely, you know, that whole circulation aspect. Really, really, like I, I know I'm preaching right now, but it just helped me think better. So I'm not able to quote a particular study, but in general, I remember um, lots of studies would conclude that exercise is powerful enough to alleviate depression. And depression is a clinical issue. So exercise is kind of more powerful than a mood alleviator. It can even help combat a chronic mental illness. Um, and I, the reason I bring it up is because you were, you were telling me how exercise is a mood booster for you. So I just wanted to kind of make a point that it can be life-changing for some more than just like your daily mood boost. Yeah, I agree 100%. Like it, uh, a lot of times, you know, when I tell you take a walk to clear your head, um, it, it actually works on so many different levels. Mm. Like, uh, as long as you take a walk without, without AirPods on listening to something, <laughs> then it'll clear your head, yeah. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, I try to unplug as much as possible. Um, you know, I know we, we technically are in the tech field where everything around us is uh, technology-based. But um, I know you know people that are constantly on WhatsApp or constantly on Slack or constantly on- Oh, I'm not. I, I very strictly check, check WhatsApp twice a day. That's it. Um, look, my phone's always with me. So if I'm waiting for someone to respond, I'm there and I'll pick up the phone. But if someone sends me a message, Wait 12 hours to hear from me. <laughs> what's happening doesn't, what's happening me to me doesn't mean that sh- at least for the people pinging me should not mean to them that I'm reachable then and there. Just because I gave you my WhatsApp number, it doesn't mean that you can beckon me, yeah. you know? <laughs> and, and that's, and that's the problem right now because, because WhatsApp in the beginning was so personal. Uh, but now it's been so monetized that you know, I'm even getting spam messages and I'm like, you know what, like it's good sometimes to be connected, especially in the the pandemic times where, you know, there wasn't a lot of face-to-face interaction. So yes, it was good to connect, but some people just, you know, the problem is a lot of people get offended if you don't reply immediately. And I'm like, come on, like, you know, like I'm actually doing something with my life. Right. So, um, and Slack is, my other pet peeve i can i share with you what's my latest pet peeve actually linkedin for some reason over the last six months there's been a surge of people thinking that they can ping you on or dm you rather on linkedin and expect you to reply and i ignore because sorry i don't have to reply to you if i don't know you personally but then they follow up they hustle these people on linkedin they're like did you get my message can i get a minute of your time it's like buddy if i ignore you i don't want you to ping me 
um but you know some some people are just hustlers but i don't know if they know how to hustle in the right way um i always think find a way to get a warm introduction don't just dm people or i don't know maybe i'm not that much of a hustler so i think it's inappropriate what do you think so uh, okay coming from a guy who has almost 30,000 connections on linkedin um and coming from also a person who keeps posting jobs especially for the last three months uh, I understand people uh, are in a tough situation. They, they're looking for a job and stuff like that. But, and unless they do a gimmick that makes catches my eye, it, I try, like, I'm going to say, I try to respond by everybody saying, just please refer back to the link or something like that. Uh, but a lot of times when people say, can I take 30 minutes of your time and have a cup of coffee? You know what? If I'm going to do that, I'm going to have 10 to 15 cups of coffees a day. I will be wired all day. For sure. And your time is precious. It's limited. It's a resource. Exactly. And and, and nobody gives you 30 minutes because, you know, they, they, you know, it's all about the, the, the show, right? They want to talk about themselves. And listen, again, always looking for talent. I'm, I always, I love people. But there's a limit when you get like 20 of these messages a day, there's, there's no way you can reply to them. So let me tell you what I've started doing, even with um, people that I get introduced to personally. Oh, so, okay, wait, firstly, let me take a step back. If someone introduces me without asking my permission first, I get really ticked off. So I will never send an intro email uh, between someone and you without asking you first, hey, I want to connect you, do you mind? Because then I'm kind of obliging you <laughs> to message someone. Anyway, it happens, all right? So if I'm in a position where I'm talking to someone and all they want is to tell me about themselves and think out loud effectively, I always kind of bring them down to reality and I say, and how can I help you? What is the objective? Why are we chatting? You know, um, I think people sometimes just want to be heard and want to chit chat, which is fine if you find someone else who just wants to chit chat. Um, but if you're someone who's trying to manage your time and I'm being super, super, super strict about every minute of my day, um, some people may think I'm not a very nice person for the way I, I, I manage my time when it comes to meeting them. I think I've spoken to, about the same exact topic uh, with another person on the show where people WhatsApp you saying, hey. And then like, as you said, and then three hours later, they say, hey, and then like an hour later, they say, how are you? And I'm like, just spit it. What do you want? Like, 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 get to the point. Like, what do you want? It's, it's not, it's not, like I was even think uh, at one time in my life, I looked for a software that does introductions because all, everybody wants introductions, but I'm not going to blind. Like, I know a lot of people do blind introductions where they just say, hey, meet Abe. And I'm like, who is this person and what, why do I have to talk to them? And, and, and why have they not asked for your permission first? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will be nice and reply to the email, but I will call that person and say, hey, what the F? Come on, like, come on. Like this is, they know how everybody's busy. And, and it's always, you know, cause we work in the tech field and everybody wants to raise money, you know? I, and rule number one in any mentorship uh, and people who know me really well, I'll tell them about my rules. I don't raise money for anybody anymore. That's it. That's a part of my life that I had to close, like not only close, shoot down, nail, nail that door shut, sail for life. You know, a lot of it is how you communicate, you know, and sometimes people take advantage of people being uh, hmm. nice and stuff like that. The trick is to not be nice anymore. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I have to. And then people meet me in person. They're like, you're so much nicer than you come across. And I'm like, yeah. 
actually just somebody yesterday told me he's like uh, can you ping shireen i've sent her an email and i'm like she's busy you know what i mean like so uh, and especially arabs i see they crave connections you know um and and, and i don't know if you see it saw that when we start a new program and we put them on slack and it's always the first arabs are trying to connect with everybody and some guy said uh the hunger for connections it's the hunger games for them you know just let me say something interesting on that so as an arab i love connecting with other arabs yeah and look it's i like to say it's not racism okay i have friends from all nationalities sure. but something draws me to want to be friends with other arabs especially arabs that are closest to where i'm from which is bahrain um take the gym for example i'm friends with all the emirati boys <laughs> And girls, actually. I just don't go to the ladies' class. But, you know, I'm like, hey, you're Khaliji, I'm Khaliji, let's be friends. And, you know, we're all just friends with each other. And we, it's not that we don't speak to anyone else. We're just kind of drawn to each other. Um, So I'll be friends with them first. And then the other Arabs, like the Egyptians. (laughs) And I know what you're talking about. Because, you know, the first year university, when I went to school in Canada, and that's the first thing, you know, you look for like, okay, who is like very similar mentality? And then you open up, obviously, and all that good stuff. But but that's like an instinct. And I think you are correct. And um, I see it even faster in Arab expats who've been living outside because then yeah. you have a shared um, mentality. You know, you're not very Arab, but you're not very uh, foreigner. Like you're, you're in this really weird niche space. Uh, I remember once we went to Cuba and there was like an Arabic restaurant there. And I'm like, wow. You know what I mean? Like, like But when you say Arabic restaurant, I bet you mean either Egyptian or Lebanese or Moroccan because ain't no Khaliji restaurants abroad. <laughs> no one uh, wants th- there was, there Mendy was a, abroad. <laughs> there was a Mendy place in Canada down the street. Okay. So For the Saudi students, I'll bet you. <laughs> yeah, because we, have a, we had a huge Saudi population. Uh, and um, Yeah. But in, in all fairness, like Khaliji... Uh, like like I'm Palestinian Jordanian and like there's a lot of the rice and meat component in all yeah the good stuff I love how we walked from gym to like food (laughs) balance you know you gotta work off those carbs sorry I know you're fasting I don't mean to you know that's fine get your appetite going that's fine (laughs) where we work there's a place that does floats have you ever had a float? float Float is like a cream soda, uh, soft drink with ice cream. Oh, I wouldn't eat this. So I actually don't eat any, uh, eat, sorry, I don't drink any fizzy drinks. I remember when I was like 10 um, and my mom took me to see a nutritionist. The lady told me, if you eat, if, if you consume carbonated beverages, the gas in the carbonated beverage is just going to make you bloat because you're drinking the gas. And I was like, oh, I don't want that. And something in me back then switched and I just don't have fizzy drinks. Like some people really crave like a Coke or Pepsi with their burger and I just don't get it. I'm like, give me water. (laughs) I'm with you. I haven't had, I'd never crave anything and I'll have a diet Pepsi or a diet 7-Up maybe once a month. I've seen the damage that Pepsi and Coke and all of that have done to people's bodies and like the obesity. And I know people who would not like, would not eat anything without a Pepsi uh, attached to it. And that's honestly, 
In my opinion, it's a bit sad. Yeah, but you know, for those people who genuinely feel like they can't have a meal without their drink, I don't blame them because I think the food manufacturing companies know that they're that they that they're commercializing a drug form, and often when you're hooked, um, it's it's very heartbreaking, often addiction. Um, now it's one thing to be hooked on something like alcohol or cigarettes because in this day and age, uh, they're acknowledged as addictive things. Um, what what I think it fails to to be common talk is the fact that you can be addicted to white sugar and white sugar in various forms, whether it comes as Coca-Cola or croissants. Um, this stuff is garbage, um, but the manufacturers know that and they engineer them in a way where they are addictive because it's all about maximizing corporate profits. Yeah. So if they get you to not stop, um, then they make more money. Um, I, I fundamentally believe that there's a lot of corporate greed when it comes to the FMB space. So often, if you don't know that, you know, drinking Coke is like, like smoking a cigarette in terms of addiction, I'm, I'm obviously not being numeric in my comparison. Um, just figure. Um, yeah. Like if you don't know, and then you're hooked, you're like, oh, oh, damn, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hooked and I need to shake off this addiction. It's kind of like smoking back in the day was not seen as something so dangerous. And it's funny you mentioned, you know, alcohol and, you know, soft drinks. And if, if you look at it, if you look at an ad of a soft drink, it's always like these super happy, super fit people drinking it and saying, oh, look, it's, you know, like how life has changed them drinking that drink. And it honestly really replicates the ads that they had in the 60s and the 70s about tobacco and smoking and and even you know what i mean like people it's marketing. <laughs> marketing the marketing machine does work i have to be honest hot people sell <laughs> it's true it's true it's true so tell me so what's in the future for shireen hopefully more crossfitting <laughs> i'm not joking i don't know if you know this but i took a two-week holiday a month ago to, to work out, to have the opportunity to work out twice a day, <laughs> which is my ambition. I just can't do it around work. Like once a day is more than enough. It is, it is draining. Keep in mind, like, oh, but I love it. <laughs> like, uh, again, addiction, you know, addiction comes in many, many forms. Okay. I'm not huge onto the gym these days. I try to work out two to three, well, three times a week. Sometimes I'll try to squeeze another session here or there, or uh, go for a jog or a walk or whatever. Uh, but but because um, what I do full time uh, at work really drains me, uh, so I, I I really struggle sometimes uh, in finding the energy to do that. So the way you go about it is you uh, make your gym something you don't compromise. One thing that helps is having a set time where every day you're making that class or you know window of time in the gym, no matter freaking what. Um, and then it becomes a habit. And once you do that over, um, I think a three week period is the time at which a new habit forms. It literally becomes something you don't compromise. Kind of like the time at which you need to go to work. Some people have a strict, you know, I need to be at work at eight or eight 30 or nine, whenever that is somehow, no matter how lit you sleep the night before, you'll make it to work on time. You know, if you don't want to get fired, that is sure. so 
I think it's the same with wor uh, with working out. There have been periods of times where I've allowed myself to be more flexible. So I'll say, oh, depending on work, I'll catch the 6.30 class or the 7.30 class. And when you add the or, that's when things go out the window. But if you have a, I'm getting out of here, no matter what attitude, uh, that is the perfect way to start forming new habits. And, and, and I agree to that point because I hired a trainer because now when somebody's waiting for you, you know you can't miss it. You know what I mean? Oh, and when you when you pay in advance, <laughs> you're like, I need to make my money's worth. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And 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 also like the sense of disappointment. You don't want to disappoint that person. And I genuinely um I do not I'm I'm the kind of person who do not wanna um you know let people down. Like I'll even you know when they're offering a piece of chocolate, like even a small piece of chocolate, before I eat it, it's not about me feeling bad about the chocolate, but what is this person going to say when I tell them I had that piece of chocolate? I just don't want to go through that conversation. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, Abe, you, you and I need to talk about something. Okay. So my brother told me about a study. Um, excuse me if I butchered the details, but I'll tell you the overall gist. Okay. Sure. So someone went and investigated why in New York, you had either really, 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 really nice areas or really, 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 really crappy areas. There wasn't that in the middle. Um, they went through some like police reports to figure out like what causes vandalism. Basically, the conclusion was, if you have so much as a broken window in a neighborhood, people will vandalize the street. If everything was prim and proper, people are not going to vandalize it. The same can be applied with habits. I don't, I'm not a fan of just a bite. I believe in it's all or nothing. If you're committed to, let's say, not eat chocolate during the working week, then people will respect that. Um, I've been in positions where I've been on a strict, you know, diet for whatever reason. Um, if someone brings cake to the office, I say, sorry, I can't. What are they going to do? Like force feed you? I say, sorry, like, please res respect my rights. As yeah. much as someone can't, like, no one can force you to do anything. Yeah. And not wanting to upset that person will be your broken window. Because see, if you accept that piece of cake, what's going to happen the next day when someone else brings donuts or the next day when someone brings chai karek to the office, whatever it is, right? Um, so that's how I like to apply discipline. Um, and trust me, that person who's offering you that candy, they're going to forget about it, forget yeah. about it by the yeah. end of the day. They're not going to take it personally. Easier said than done. Okay, for a while I was, um, I was a vegetarian and, you know, and, it's not as hard in Dubai or anywhere I live, that, but when you go back home and you go to your aunties and whatever, and then they say, you know, Abe doesn't eat meat or it doesn't eat chicken. Whatever. I was vegetarian for five years. People respected it. Not a single person forced me to eat meat the whole time I was vegetarian. I'm not now, people respected me, but like the older generation, they're like, they have like a big piece of lamb with rice and I'll have only the rice and a bit of yogurt on there. And they're like, I have the meat and I'm like I, I can't eat meat and they're like what is wrong with you this is like blah blah blah, <laughs> blah meat from this place and I'm like I love it but like no like like no means no yeah you should just be firm you know but I believe no one can force you to do anything I'm a firm believer of that yeah, so no one can force you to reply to emails <laughs> you don't want to and I like how we were talking about discipline today. Like this is this is good. You know, we were talking about three pillars of discipline today. But look, I'm not disciplined with all things. Don't get me wrong. I'm not here to preach. Um, but it's all about management. Put it that way. 
I agree. I agree. So, okay. I, I promised I'd ask you this curveball question. If you had one superhero uh, you would want to mimic or a superpower you'd like to have, what would that be or who would that be? Interesting. Okay, actually, let's play a game. Uh, I'll tell you, but then I want to hear from you what you thought I would say. Okay. Okay. So not that I like Mystique. I think she's, you know, um, a villain. And who wants to be a villain? Um, but I think the ability to transform your body to be someone else could be very freaking powerful. Okay. And so, so I like how you said Mystique because a couple of people on the show did pick villains. Oh, okay. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm a big comic book guy. So, and there is a villain called the Mad Hatter who has ma many, many hats. And uh, I don't know if you've seen me in the office, I always wear a different kind of hats. I, I have actually in the hundreds of hats at home. Uh, I'm a collector. Uh, so I would pick with that because that's my personality. But for you, I, I would have, you know, went with the more uh, traditional Wonder Woman uh, route, just because very strong physically, emotionally, uh, mentally, you know, person. But uh, Mystique, it's definitely a curveball for me. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not Mystique the character. I'm just picking on her superpower. Yeah, superpower. I use it for good, of course, not for evil. Of course. Um, I'd love to be in other people's shoes. Uh, keep in mind, you know, my first startup was in the call center business. So I, you know, the first question they tell you, even when I was an agent in my life as a call center, put yourself in the customer's shoe. This is where, you know, now this is where yeah. the power comes in. Well, it was fantastic having you on board. I think we had a very uh, cool uh, chat and we talked about a lot of things. Um, would you like to tell my audience anything else? No, I just had a really good time on the show. Um, hope people don't think I'm crazy and that I'm a nice person. <laughs> um, but it was a pleasure chatting to you and we should definitely grab a tea, um, not a float or a coffee around uh, the DIFC sometime soon. Definitely, definitely. So again, we do have a hashtag that I want everybody to follow. It's hashtag real talk, no nonsense. And you heard it today. For, uh, for all of our audience, thank you very much for listening and thank you. Thank you.